Everybody, welcome to Soulful Expressions of Brie Love. I am your homegirl, Brie Love. Thank you so much for tapping in with me on this episode. I hope you guys are doing so great and so amazing. It's been a minute since I tapped in with you guys. It's been maybe about a month or so. A lot's been happening. I will give you guys a life update. But let me let y'all know what the topic is of the night. You probably already know since you read the title. But it's going to be about mistakes I've made while dating. I'm hoping that with this episode, you can take some things from it. Learn from my mistakes, as I always say. And vibe with me. So stay tuned. You already know, go grab your drinks. You know I got mine. And come catch a vibe with your girl. You are listening to Ambiance by Mia Saltana. What is up, you guys? It is currently 10 10 p.m., August 4th, 2022. When I'm recording this, and I just hope that your evenings, mornings, or afternoons is going great wherever you are when listening to this. So, I guess we should get into like a little bit of a life update before we get started. So a lot has been going on, you guys. So since the last time I talked to you, ooh, child, I decided to go on a leave from work. It was a much needed mental health break that I needed. And also it was a little petty. I only had one month left of work until the summer hit. If you don't know, I used to work for the school district with special needs kids. Definitely love it. I love kids. I love special needs kids. I love that I had the opportunity to work with some beautiful and amazing kids. Excuse me, y'all. That really touched my heart. Um, look, little disclaimer. I have an iPhone now, and for some reason... The app that I use, which is Anchor, to record my podcast. I used to have a pause button. Don't have one now. So you may hear me belch sometimes or clear my throat. It's okay. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> okay? Because ain't no stopping and starting and re-recording up in here. I ain't got time. I'm tired. So like I was saying, I was being a little petty. Worked for this teacher that I just could not fucking stand. She treated me like shit for like three years. So the last month I was like, adios. So that's the story time that I really don't feel like getting into because she's really not worth the time. 
um, on my platform. So I decided to take a break. I was supposed to get paid. Never got paid. Didn't panic because I knew that I wasn't happy where I was. So I pushed my application through to a bunch of different places with the intention of obtaining a job that I really love and felt valued and just, I don't know, I just was trying to radiate from a place of self-love and picking my employment. Excuse me. Fast forward now, I'm currently working with a great organization that I absolutely love, that's near and dear to my heart, doing what I love. So I now hold the title of Health Education Specialist 2, not one bitch, two. And basically, that's a fancy way of saying I'm a sexual health educator. I test people for HIV and STIs. I educate people on HIV and STIs, just basically giving service to the public. The organization I work with also gives back. So every like second and fourth Friday, we do like a food drive. It's really dope. Like we give food away for free and clothes. Like, and I'm such, and I'm in a beautiful environment with great people who I just click with, get along with. And as a black woman, I don't have to code switch. Yes, I'm so happy about that. Like, I could just be my vivacious, vibrant self and not have to put on a face or put on an attitude. Like, I don't have to do any of that shit. We be cussing and working shit, like, respectfully. But when it's time to switch that shit up and be professional, we do that by also doing, by also being ourselves. So, I fucking love it. Like, I'm just, I'm in a happy, happy, happy place. I'm just, I'm so happy, you guys. Um, So now I can say, like, it's a step, it's a stepping stone in moving forward towards my career. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. Now, backtrack to when I, um, I decided to take off work. So, I decided to get out the house, like... During COVID, you know, during COVID, you can't be sociable. It's hard to talk to people. People became really weird and distant, you know, and mean and rude and ignorant. So I kind of fell into that and I kind of lost myself during COVID. And I became a introvert, which is not me, and to myself. So this summer, I decided to get the fuck out of the house and go out and live my best fucking life, which I fucking did. And um, it started off with this dope-ass kickback at my friend's. Well, my friend orchestrated it. It's at her friend's house. It was nothing but beautiful, black, lesbians, and bisexuals, just LGBT community. But it was mostly women. I think it was like one guy there, but he was cool. Oh, actually, no, two guys. They were, they were both cool as fuck. But it was just so dope to like exchange that energy and have adult conversation. I was I left there feeling so inspired. That inspired me to get an iPhone to, you know, be more of a content creator. And yeah, I love it. Love the iPhone. Changed my life. But um after that, you know, I started to go out more. Like I started to accept invitations from friends when they want me to hang out. And that led me to this 
this fine ass DJ I ended up dating for a while, for about like three weeks, three and a half weeks or so. Um, spoiler alert, we are no longer dating, no longer in contact, which inspired this episode and the next one to come, which will be spotting red flags while dating. Now, me and this chick, we literally met on the 1st of July and spent every day together since. It was beautiful. It was magical. It was fun. It was really dope to meet somebody in person because, you know, all my friends know, like, I just be meeting people online randomly, like, whether it's a dating app or if it's fucking Instagram, like, and I don't ever meet, like, mean to meet them. I just so happen to just run across people and I think they're dope and we connect and that's that. So <laughs> to meet somebody in person that I vibed with, clicked with automatically, I can be myself. She doesn't feel threatened by my outgoing nature or behavior or personality. Like, it was amazing. And, you know, to date while being a plus size, vivacious person like myself, sometimes I have that insecurity. I'm going to be real. Maybe that'll be another episode, but I have that insecurity. I've always been insecure about my weight since I was a kid, even when I was real skinny. Always insecure because body dysmorphia is real. If you feel me, if you feel me, say yeah, okay, because it really is. Um, so, excuse me, guys. So to just be accepted by somebody right off the bat was dope, and to have that connection, it was amazing. Like, I went to all of her events, <laughs> every single last one of her events since I met her, was supportive of uh, supportive of her and everything. <laughs> So anyway, I'll get into that later. So our first date, it was so dope. Like I never had a really dope ass first date like that. Like I've had great first dates, don't get me wrong. But that date, it was special. Like we went to a restaurant that we both love. We ordered the same thing because it was our favorite thing on the menu, (laughs) ironically. And then we just walked like to the beach, not the actual beach, but like the overlooking part of Santa Monica. If you're from LA, you already know. Where you can look at the beach. It was nice. It was beautiful. We like laughed. Like when I tell you I laughed with this person. Like big bella, like bellowing laughs. Or whatever that word is. Belly laughs. Big belly laughs. To where my cheeks and my stomach hurt. And it feels like I'm, I'm getting abs. <laughs> because I'm laughing so hard. Like those type of laughs. And it was genuine. And we both laughed hard as hell. Every time we were together. Especially on that first date, we just sat and talked on a bench overlooking the water from, oh, and this is actually 4th of July, watched the sunset and we just played music on our phone. Like we did like a little versus battle. I played a song. She played a song. I played a song. She played a song. It was so cute. Like it was cute as fuck. I enjoyed it, you know, and, um, we just had this dope ass connection. But sadly, it ended because um, it ended because, well, let me not say that. Let me not say because it ended once I decided to assert a boundary. 
assert the boundary of, I need to be respected. I need you to talk to me with respect. I need you to honor my feelings when I'm telling you this hurts my feelings. Acknowledge my pain. Apologize for it and let's try to fix it. I'm not one to just point fingers because I can own up to my shit too. But acknowledgement and communication is so real and so damn important. And this is why a lot of relationships, a lot of couples, a lot of connections miss the mark. This is why they come to an end. The lack of acknowledgement will have you resenting that person. So that's my life update. (laughs) We'll get more into this as the episode progresses. But that's my life update. I've talked long enough about that. But just know I'm in a very happy state of mind. I'm at peace. Yes, I'm going through the hurt and the pain of the ending of this connection that I have with this person. It sucks. Because I really, really liked her. I damn near fell in love with her. (laughs) That lets me like speed be real, okay? And I feel like my friends that are listening is like rolling their eyes at me because they're like, bitch, you always falling in love. Yes, bitch. (laughs) I really can fall in love with somebody. At least sometimes I fall in love with the thought of them. But this time, I really feel like I fell in love with parts of her that I've never experienced in another human being. And it was beautiful. I appreciate for, for what it was. I appreciate the time that we spent. I wish her nothing but the best. I wish her well. Um, Because I have, I hold no hate, hurt, animosity in my heart for anybody. Even when they do me wrong. Because ultimately, I want the best for you, which is to heal. And to change and evolve into the best version of yourself. So that way, you don't go hurting somebody else. Especially hurting somebody else when they're probably at their weakest moment. When anything could happen. But I'm a strong ass woman who is very much vibrating in my highest self. And the deepest self love I've ever been in. And I'm going to be okay. I am going to be okay. So... (laughs) Here I am still talking. So let's, well, duh, it's my show. I'm going to talk if I want to. But let's get into the episode of Mistakes I've Learned While Dating. Stay tuned. All right, you guys. So let's get into the mistakes I've learned while dating. Now, this is like my first time dating since. Um, me and my ex-girlfriend broke up in, uh, December. This is like my first time, like really dating somebody since then. And though that was a very traumatic thing that I went through, I gave myself some time to really think on it. I gave myself time to really heal from that. I'm still healing from that. That's going to take time. There's like no time limit on healing. I think that's a lot of big misconception, when it comes to the concept of healing. That's a huge cognitive distortion. People think that you need to 
wait until you're healed to date. That is not true. At least I don't believe that. I don't believe you have to be fully healed in order to date somebody because I honestly don't think there's a way to be fully healed. Once you heal from one thing, there's another thing you got to heal from and another thing you got to heal from. So it's levels to this healing shit. And don't let anybody tell you differently. And I want to really change your mindset thinking that you have to be fully healed before you get to dating somebody. As long as you know the things that you recognize, the things that you are, let me say that again. As long as you are self-aware, but not just being self-aware, it's it's a two-part thing when it comes to being self-aware and also putting in the work to become the person that you want to become. To become the healed version that you want to come. Because it's one thing you can know it all you want to. A lot, I meet a lot of people that are self-aware of their trauma. Or self-aware of the things that they need to work on. But they don't do the work to become the version of themselves that they want to be. Excuse me. I was like that. I was self-aware. But it came to a point where I was tired of being tired and I had to do the work on myself to be the person that I aspire to be. And I'm still working on the woman I aspire to be. It's a daily habit. So, yes, with that being said, (laughs) child, I'm going to say the first, one of the first mistakes I made while dating And let me take a pause because my dad's coming home from work. So I will be right back, you guys. This shit is real. Can't press the pause button, but I'm not re-recording what I just said because I don't remember what the fuck I just said. So I will be right back. Okay, false alarm. Nobody came through the door. I'm just listening to my ring alarm, like, go off. It was probably a possum or something in front of my house. But anyway... So the first mistake I learned while dating, not learn, I keep saying learn. The first mistake I made while dating was hmm, making myself too available to the person that I was dating. I realized later that just because I have the time, it doesn't mean that I have to always be available for the invite. You know, like I told you, we spent every day together from the first to whenever we stopped talking, maybe like a three weeks, four weeks time. Like it was, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot of energy that you're giving to this one person. And I feel like when you make yourself too available to a person, that gives them the opportunity to take advantage of your time and your energy. Like, we're not doing that. And then also, you want to be able to give time for a person to miss you. But it's normal to, you know, really like somebody and want to spend all your time with them. But you also have to have some discernment and have some self-discipline to sometimes say, no, I can't right now. And then go do something for you. Go get your nails done. Go get your feet done, girl. 
Go get your hair done. Go have a meal. Take yourself out on a date. I'm one that believes in dating myself while I am in a relationship and while I'm dating. That's called self-love. That's called self-care. And when we get so involved with a person, we start neglecting ourselves. And I am a person that does that a lot. Something I am working on. I've always said, you know, I'm always preaching like, you know, check in with your partner. Always check in with your partner. Have those talks of, you know, to establish communication, to see where that person is, doing a temperature check with each other. But you have to do a temperature check with yourself. You need to do self-check-ins with yourself. Like, whew, it costs too much to give all of yourself to somebody. There's been times I should have been recording my podcast talking to y'all because I told you, last time I talked to y'all, I was like, ooh, a month ago? That's not cool. Because I'm supposed to be setting goals for myself and I'm, I am putting those goals to the side for somebody else. That's not love. That's not self-love. So I think that's like one good mistake that I made while dating. Um, so yeah, that's mistake number one. Mistake number two, having a closed throat chakra. Let me tell y'all what that means. That means not speaking up when something bothers you the first time. The first time. I think that that ties into a bit of my childhood trauma where I wasn't allowed to speak. I wasn't allowed to speak my mind or say my piece or because it would be you it would be seen as an excuse when I'm just trying to explain my reasoning for things or my reason for doing things or my thought process on things. That's not okay. A closed mouth does not get fed. So true. And honestly when When you decide to just be quiet about what bothers you, you're neglecting yourself. You're disrespecting yourself and you're giving room for the other person to disrespect you too. That's not okay. We can't be afraid that, we can't be afraid to speak up and and afraid to speak up because we're afraid this person's going to leave or afraid that this person is not going to hear us or afraid that this person is not going to honor our feelings. No, you speak up. Because when you speak up and you tell somebody about your feelings, or when you establish a boundary and that person does not care to listen, it shows you right then and there who that person is. And I think sometimes we're afraid to see the truth in people. That, damn, this person may not be who I thought they were. And you have to give room for a person to show you their true colors. And I think that sometimes we operate from this place of we see this vision of of this person and we're tied to the possibility of who this person is instead of really accepting who they are, you know, detrimental, okay? 
Zero out of 10, do not recommend. No, we're not doing that. Let's outgrow that. So that is another mistake I made. Um, I noticed I was doing that when I realized that this person gets easily irritated or easily angered. And when they would become this way, they would justify it. I think as a grown person, when you get a certain age, you should have control. You should have control on your reactions. I am not a reactive person. That is something that I definitely grew out of. I'm able to really stop, pause, and think before I speak and think before I react because I know things can escalate very quickly. I've seen it happen in my childhood. I've seen it happen in previous relationships. I've seen it happen in my friends' relationships, and that's what I don't want to do. And I'm very big on respect. If you cannot respect me, which is something that just should come automatic, baby, you are not for me at all. When you allow someone to disrespect you, you are inadvertently disrespecting yourself. And I want better for you. And I want better for myself. We are no longer doing that. No longer doing that. All right. I'm looking at my notes, you guys. It's a lot. <laughs> Another mistake I made. Hmm. Not asking enough questions. You know, there's certain things that she would say. And I just, I wouldn't understand it. And that also ties in with having a closed throat shocker, not asking enough questions like, well, why did you do this? What was your reason for that? Like asking questions, you allows you to see where that person's mindset is. See where their reasoning, how their reasoning comes into play. <sighs> yeah, I wish I would have asked more questions. Another mistake I made was giving too much of myself. That also ties in with making myself too available. But this, I ignored my personal needs and wants and sacrificed way too early while getting to know this person. Okay? I invested myself in a very profound way. Let me tell y'all. Because I wrote it down. Let me tell y'all what I was to her. I was her photographer and videographer for all her events. I mean, she had about two, three, sometimes four events in one week. I went to every single one. And I took videos. I took pictures. And I don't mean like I just snapped a photo. Like, no, I was, I was, you know, what do you call it? Where's my words? I was um, squatting down. Yes. This big girl was squatting down, getting good angles. Um, I was her chauffeur, okay, because she didn't have a car. That never bothered me, though. I was her chauffeur, took her to all her events. I mean, we even went to Long Beach Pride. And, yeah, 
that it, I don't live nowhere near Long Beach, okay? I live in Bone Hills. Um, I was her hype woman. Like, I was hyping her the fuck up. One thing I'm going to do, I'm going to hype my lady up, okay? Yes, we were dating, but we were dating exclusively, so she was my lady. And I was definitely hyping her up all the time. I was her roadie. I helped her carry that heavy, heavy ass DJ equipment. Okay, up some stairs. Not too many stairs, but there was some stairs, okay? To helped her put it in my car, helped her take it out of my car, helped her lug it to the events, okay? Like from the parking lot all the way to the stage in Long Beach. It was no joke, okay? And I am a big girl. Like I said, I'm not in shape, but we getting there. Okay, I didn't have to do that. She never had to ask me to do that. I did it willingly. Because I was just raised when you when you see somebody in need of help, you help them. I was her supporter. I was passing out her her business cards. I was promoting her business. I was like, yo, you need an MC, you need a DJ. You see her on stage? Yeah, she's good. Do y'all like her? Y'all can book her. Like, I was in the crowd. It was hot as fuck. In the crowd. At the at the freaking um at the freaking Fried Pride Festival. Okay? She didn't have to ask me to do that shit. I did that shit willingly. I was her personal assistant. Okay? While her during her events, I brought her food. I brought her drinks. Paid for it with my money. Yes, she she took me out and, and bought me food. Of course, that's a given. But I always reciprocated that energy. I tend to her every damn need. I felt like, you know what, she asked me to this to come with her to this event. I feel honored that you asked me because you could have asked anybody we just met. You obviously like me. Maybe even love me because you want to be around me all the time. Okay? Every day she was like, is it crazy that I want to see you again? I was like, no, because I want to see you too. She legit would call me every day and tell me that. We didn't even text. We talked on the phone. Like, do you know how rare that is? It was it was a given with her. Like, that's what we did. But anyway, like I said, I was her personal assistant. Like I said, I felt like if she let me come to these events with her. Now, I don't want to say let me come because I never asked. She asked me. But if she's asking me to come to these events and she's DJing, and she's MCing all damn day. I mean, we had 12-hour days or 10-hour days, two events back-to-back. My thought process as her girl was to tend to her every need without her having to ask me to. You need food, you need drink, you need water, you need alcohol, I got you. Let me wipe your forehead. You hot, you sweaty, sit down, babe. You tired, like, give yourself a break. I'm reminding you, chill. I feel like she didn't have to worry about nothing but working because this is her job. That's what I did. I was her freak, okay? Pleasure on command <laughs> or demand, whatever. I was her encourager, her cheerleader, ego booster, okay? And her biggest fan. I was her therapist, calming her down in heated ass situations and arguments. I was her promoter. On social media, always hyping up her events, calling my friends, hey, come to this event. She had a big-ass event that she was throwing by herself at her job. I was hyping that shit up, like, telling all my friends, come through. Only one came through, but whatever. I digress. 
And I also would like to think that I was her piece. She could say I wasn't. But I was. Because any, in any situation, I brought calmness to her chaos. She can't tell me otherwise. And this is not me complaining or being regretful because this is me. When I'm down for somebody, I am down for you. Okay, I will be of service to you. Whoever I ride with, with whoever I ride with. I mean, I just so happen to be riding with the wrong person, but whatever. You live and you learn. <laughs> like, that's why I said this This is called mistakes I made while, while dating. Um, and I'm not saying that anything I did was a mistake because I don't regret nothing. I'm good to you. I'm good to you. And in the moment, I feel like you deserved it because I'm going to give you all of me. But I feel like I gave too much too soon. And that's a mistake that I really just can't afford to make again. Because I was falling fast. And that's what we don't want to do. Don't give up too much of yourself to a person. Because they're going to expect it every time. Every time. It's funny. I remember her saying twice to me, like, don't I spoil you too? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. No, baby, you don't. Like, how? I should have asked her, how do you think you spoil me? But I knew that was going to create an argument. There again, there go, there it goes again, that closed throat chakra. I knew it was going to create an argument, so I just kept quiet. But I really thought about it. Like, who, how do you, how, how do you spoil me? Okay, you, you take me out to eat. But a lot of times we're eating because you're hungry. And so, of course, you're going to feed me too. And, of course, I'm the one driving around all the time using my gas. I'm not one to really ask for gas. I feel like it should just be offered. And I'm not going to lie, she offered gas a few times. But the times that she offered gas wasn't enough to acquaint to, acquaint to the times that I was spending in my car, driving my car, and spending my money. And, by the way, remember, I didn't have a job. Nor did I have money coming in. But that's what I did. Like, that's my fault. That ain't her fault. That's my fault. I should have said something. But she's not one to, like she says, to have anyone say that they did anything for her. Because she offers to pay her portion. Excuse me. But she didn't do it enough with me. Um, so that's, she can't say she spoiled me there. Um, I think there was one time I went to her house and I was annoyed and frustrated and so she calmed me down she rubbed my feet that was sweet wasn't wasn't long enough but it was sweet like I'll give her that that was I was like oh my god like thank you like I didn't have to tell you you just wanted to calm me down that was really sweet um I, I don't know like I can't say she spoiled me I can't think of anything and I'm pretty sure she's listening now she's gonna be like that's because you are your ass for is forgetful everybody know my memory's not that great <laughs> but when someone does nice gestures for me just off gp just from the heart I don't forget those not one bit so there was a time after her event so for I think three it feels like four weeks but I think it was just three weeks we did all her events, you know, back every weekend I was with her in her events. And then there came there came a time when um, 
I was starting my new job. And this and I and this is I started my new job on a Monday and her event was on Sunday. I told her the night before her event, like, I don't want to be out too late. Like, I have a big day on Monday. She's like, no, I'm not going to keep you out late. I'm like, okay, because I wasn't going to take her home. I was going to tell her, like, you know, I'm going to go home early from your event. But I didn't. I stayed. And just things didn't happen the way I wanted them to because I stayed out later than I wanted to. And we talked about her event. You know, we debriefed about her event that night. I stayed later in my car to talk to her about it. Went home, got some rest, you know, because it's a big day for me the next day, that Monday. I'm, I'm basically starting my dream job. My dream job, like I'm starting it. It's a huge deal. All my friends were like hyped about it for me. Like they showed me love and support and excitement, like genuine excitement. Like, Brittany, I'm just so happy for you. Like, I can just see you're happy and we love that on you. Like, I felt that from my friends and my family, genuinely. From her, downplayed. I think it's a red flag, and this is, <laughs> we're going to talk about red flags in the next episode, but it's a red flag when someone you're involved with, someone you're in a relationship with or dating, have a strong bond with, if they're not as excited that, if they are not excited, as excited as you about something that's benefiting you, that's a red flag. Okay, baby, that is a red flag, flashing red flag. Okay, flag on the play. And I didn't, I never really saw her excitement for me. Like, she was happy. I could tell she was happy. She was encouraging. Let me not give her that. She's not a bad person. Well, I don't ever want to say she's a bad person. I'm going to say she had some struggles about her, some things about her she needed to heal. We'll get into that later, girl, because y'all going to learn what she did to me. But anyway, she wasn't that excited for me. And so Monday, when I talked to her that day, you know, we only talked briefly. I got one call from her after my after my orientation. And then I didn't get a call from her shit till like late that night, which is usually it was just unusual for us because we we talk on the phone if we're not together. But I'm glad because I used that time to really deflect. And I was like, wow, this is what brought this episode about. I realized the mistakes I made while dating her because this is my first time being apart for her for this long. This is actually the first day I, I did not see her. Yeah. Since we, since we were dating. And I can't remember my start date of work. So I just know it was over 23, 24 days. It had to be like, girl, I don't know. Let me not even lie to y'all. Because I'm rambling. But, um, shh. Yeah, so that conversation that I had with her that night, she didn't really ask, like, so how was your day? Like, what'd you do? What happened? Are you excited? Like, like no questions, no probing of questions. It was, she just went to talk about her event again. Debriefing about her event. She's telling me the same shit she told me the night before. And I'm, I'm a little annoyed. I'm irritated, but I, honest to God, I don't give that off. Because with her, I definitely was very, I watched my tone. And I'm going to tell y'all why I watched my tone. Because like a week before that happened, we got into an argument and she was yelling and screaming to the top of her lungs at me. I mean, in an aggressive way, like verbal abuse. Let me give y'all the definition of verbal abuse, okay? 
Verbal abuse. A psychological or mental abuse that involves the use of oral gesture, oral gesture and written language directed to a victim. Verbal abuse can include the act of harassing, labeling, insulting, scolding, or rebuking, or even excessive yelling towards the in, an individual. Her yelling was excessive. It was scary. It was reminiscent of my ex who yelled at me and cussed me out and put her hands on me. And I didn't know where that night was going to end. So after she yelled at me, I stayed calm as possible. She says that what triggered her is that I was being loud in her house at 10 o'clock, but I really wasn't. Maybe my voice was loud, but I never yelled at her. My tone was not disrespectful. I was annoyed, yes, but I did not yell at her in an angry, disrespectful manner. So when she did that to me, that scared me. I ain't gonna lie. I don't like when a person yells at me to be intimidating. That is not okay with me. You don't talk to me like that. I'm a human being. I can hear you very fine. Very fine. So to yell at me when I'm right in front of your face is very disrespectful and childish. And you need to get your life because who the fuck are you talking to? Like, I'm going to leave. And you can come like whenever you're ready and calm down. You can talk to me like a decent human being because you're not going to talk to me like that. She really spoke to me like I was her fucking child. Like, <laughs> like, are you okay? Like, are you okay? What is wrong with you? Not okay. So because of that, I was very aware of my tone of voice when I was talking to her that night. And the moment I was... I asked for the floor. I said, can I say something? And I was asking her about something she said about changing who she has to be with other people. And I'm like, what does that like? What does that look like? You know, why do you have to be this way? And I'm being kind and calm with my tone. And she's like, um, she cuts me off and I say, excuse me, I'm still talking. I asked for the floor. She's like, uh-uh, because I'm running the conversation. Excuse me? Excuse me, what do you mean running the conversation? My mother has never even said no shit like that to me. Running the conversation? Girl, no. You would have thought I lost it. I didn't. I let her speak. And then once I had the floor again, I said, this is what I was trying to say. And I told her, I don't appreciate you telling me that you're running the conversation. Like, all I want from you is respect. You can respect me. She's like, oh, I ain't got time to say nothing all sweet. I don't know what she said. I ain't got time to say shit all sweet. And I'm like, I'm not asking for you to say anything sweet to me. I'm asking you for respect. The moment I said that, she said something about me and what I do. There we go. There it goes again. Not acknowledging someone's feelings. There was lack of acknowledgement. She deflects and turns it on me. And then she hangs up in my face and tells me she can't do this no more. Like, no, she said she's good on this. This is a story time, but <laughs> it's a little story time for y'all. This is what she says. I'm good on you. So I let her have it. I didn't say nothing to her. Until like I was in my feelings like a whole 24 hours later. I texted her. I said, you so stupid. I just want to shake the stupidity off of you because you dumb. 
And this is me being funny, trying to break the ice, because I'm like, are you serious? And she laughs at it. And then later on in the week, maybe Wednesday, I go take her her jacket. She left it in my car. Never asked for it, but I'm respectful. I'm going to give you your things because I don't need to harbor it or throw it away. Because for you to come run back to me and, you know, want it back. Like, I, I was ready to just wipe my hands of this. Because if you, if I'm, I'm, what I'm not going to do is beg somebody to be with me. Oh, it's 11-11, y'all make a wish. I don't want nobody that does not want me. I am not in the business of convincing anybody to be with me or convincing anybody of how amazing I am. If you want to walk away from me, baby, because I'm asserting a boundary or if I'm too much for you, find less. Please find less. Okay? No. So that's what we're not going to do because we're radiating, we're radiating from a place, a high place of self-love. Okay? That's what the fuck we're doing. So, took her her jacket, made the mistake of texting her while I was walking down the, down the stairs. Ended up twisting my ankle, by the way. Limp into the car. She comes downstairs, and she's calm until she steps her motherfucking foot in my car. And she starts yelling at me again, y'all, like a motherfucking dog. Like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? You would have thought I reacted, right? I didn't. I didn't react. I was calm. I didn't really react until I tried to share with her how how it would be if I was yelling. Because she kept telling me that I raised my voice in her house. I was raised to be a respectful young lady. And that's what I am. I'm not perfect. Let me not say that because I'm not perfect. Um, But I know that I try to treat people the way I want to be treated. And one thing I wasn't going to do is yell at her. Because what? Why? What for? I'm not saying that I never yell. Trust me, I've gotten to arguments before. But when a, when a person is when a person is up high, I don't need feel the need to go higher. I would hope that my calmness would calm them down too but that wasn't the case with this chick she was yelling at me crazy and my car did not like it asked her to leave wouldn't leave I was like well let me let let me just hear this person out let me hear this what the fuck she got to say so I listened <laughs> she was being antagonizing talking about you better not talk about me on your podcast I'm gonna sue <laughs> bitch I'm talking now what the fuck what you gonna do? Like, I don't use your name. I'm respectful. I don't ever say anyone's name. But this is my platform. I'm gonna say what the fuck I wanna say. And I don't give a fuck how you feel about it because you obviously don't give a fuck about my feelings. So that's what it is with that. I don't wanna tell this long ass story, but to try to shorten this story or to, to wrap this story up, I sent her a very loving and endearing text message that basically stated my boundaries. So after this, you know, after we, I saw her in my car, you know, I talked to her a couple of times after that, but she hit me up randomly in the morning asking me how I'm doing. I said, I'm good. Like, what's up? Like, I'm basically asking her, like, what can I do for you? Because we don't really, we don't do small talk. We don't even text. 
So I'm wondering why she's messaging me. Because the last time we talked, I didn't like the way it left off. So I basically wrote her a message, text message. And I'm, I'm at work, by the way. And she knows I am. I wrote her a text message that basically stated, oh, after I asked her, I'm sorry. After I asked her, like, what's, what's up? Like, you know, we don't do small talk. She said, oh, I'm just hitting up a friend. So I messaged her and I said, listen, to keep it G real with you, I do not like the way our conversation left off the last time I spoke to you. It hurt my feelings. And I don't like the way you yelled at me in my car. And to be honest, my friends are caring, kind, considerate, respectful. My friends don't have the need to yell to intimidate or feel the need to run conversations. My friends know how to communicate without being intimidating. And I told her, if you really want to be my friends or if you want me in your life at any capacity, you're going to have to work on some things and heal before we can really be real friends. And I hope that you receive this in the most respectful way and know that I'm coming from a loving place. And I said that. It was a very mature, concise message. I asserted a boundary. I let you know where you had me fucked up at respectfully. She gets upset. She writes me a long-ass message, a whole dissertation. Did not, do you think that message hit any key point that I wrote? No, she deflected. She deflected and turned it about me, turned it on to me and what I do wrong and how I'm this and how I'm that. You know what my reply to her was? After reading that long-ass message? Well, it was fun while it lasted, kid. And I don't mean that in a sarcastic way. I mean it in the most realest way possible. If you are not able to acknowledge me, my hurt, my pain, honor my feelings, there is no room for you in my world at all. Because I give room and space to hear you out. If you tell me I'm doing something that you don't like, I'm going to tell you, baby, I'm sorry. I did not mean to offend you. I did not mean to hurt you. I would like to fix this and work on this. Let's work on this together. Because I don't ever want to make you feel like that. I care about how the fuck I make you feel. It's that simple. But that is not reciprocated. I cannot stand to be in spaces where my positive energy is not reciprocated or my intentional energy is not reciprocated. We're not doing that anymore. We're not holding spaces for people that do not belong, that are not radiating, that are not radiating from the same high energy that we are. If you're not about self-development, we don't want you. If you can't look within yourself and see where you fuck up at and try to change it, we do not want you. You are not welcomed here. So that being said, (laughs) the bitch got my Instagram disabled. Yes, my Instagram was disabled and down for like 25 hours, 26 hours. I was hurt. 
if y'all know my Instagram, I worked very hard on that. All the content I created, all the memories and pictures and videos I have that I don't even show God people. I just use Instagram as a portal for me to keep memories and stay connected to you guys and my friends and my family. That shit was gone. I Surprisingly, I didn't get mad. I was actually calm. I'm, pr- I'm proud of where we are right now with the calmness. But I was hurt. I later on got pissed, but I was hurt. I was annoyed. I was frustrated. I was scared. Like, fuck, all my hard work is gone. But we got that shit back, okay? Because the devil, <laughs> the devil has no room to dwell here, okay? We rebuke him or her. Because that was some devilish, that was some devilish ass shit she pulled. That was some bitter ass shit she pulled. Because she's hurt. She's never met a person like me in her life. She's been single for five years. And boom, meets me, blow up her world. When I met her, actually the second night we spent together, that's the day after I met her. I said, I will fuck around and change it. No, what I say? I said, I will fuck around and upgrade your life. And I meant that. And I did that while I was with her. I showed her. You can be in something peaceful. You can be with somebody that is not going to get angry at you and boastful and try to call the cops and try to play victim, which she's something, something that she used to. I wasn't going to do that. No. She saw, she had a version of healthy, happy, you know, connection. Never, probably never experienced that before. And, um... It had to be her lesson. So when a person's hurt, what do hurt people do? Hurt people hurt people, right? I say that all the time. Heal people, heal people. And what I was trying to do was help heal her. But people that aren't willing to heal themselves or help themselves, you can't help or heal them. (laughs) Not at all. You'll be wasting your time, wasting your breath. So... Yeah, that's my story time. I think this wraps up the things, the mistakes I've learned while dating. Let's see. I'm going to check my notes, you guys. I told y'all I was real over here. I'm not even trying to make this shit sound perfect because I am not a radio host. This is a podcast coming live from my kitchen where my dad could possibly walk in at any moment <laughs> and interrupt in the whole episode. And if he if that happened, that's what y'all going to hear. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Let me also say something else because I forgot this part. She also did not allow room for explanation or reasoning, meaning she saw everything as an excuse. Anytime I wanted to explain myself, it was an excuse to her. Her mind was very closed off and not open to different perspectives. Trying to communicate was a challenge, okay? I felt very unheard, unimportant, you know? And I felt like at times she was trying to put me in the child's place, okay? Because of how she spoke to me and spoke at me. That's not okay. Very reminiscent of my mother. And I don't desire to be with my mom like that. So it was immediately a turn off, like pussy dry immediately, because how dare you talk to somebody that you love in that manner, in that way, 
and expect them to still desire you. That's crazy. I would never. Zero out of 10, don't recommend, okay? But bye, next caller. You're done, okay? <laughs> Finish him. Seriously. Finish her. Yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps up the mistakes I made while dating. There may be some things I missed, but you'll hear it again in the next episode titled Spotting. I can't talk. Come on, it's almost, we almost done. Let's speak correctly. Spotting red flags while dating. So thank you for listening to this episode. You guys stay safe. Wear a condom, okay? Monkeypox is real out here in these streets. (laughs) Um, Be careful who you hug and touch and kiss. And um, this is going to be me signing out. You go, um, I don't feel the need to do a sign out. This was long enough. As always, connect with me on my socials. Everything is Love underscore no limit. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Snapchat. I don't, I, don't, I don't even be on Snapchat. I don't even be on Twitter, but y'all have no reason to not connect with me in some form, some way. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave me a review. If you're listening on Anchor, leave me a voice note. Leave me a voice message. I would love to hear from you guys and let me know how y'all feeling about this episode. And connect with me on Instagram and let me know what are some mistakes you've made while dating. I want to hear from y'all. I'm pretty sure there was some other mistakes I made, but those were the key ones. So that's what y'all going to get today. This this episode is already like almost an hour. So I've talked long enough. You guys be safe. Stay amazing. Stay beautiful. Love you guys. Thank you for listening.